Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi guys, Joe here. Uh, What you're about to listen to uh, originally ran on Vulture. It was an exclusive. Uh, There was both a recording and a written version of it that maybe you read instead of listened to that it ran on the day of the induction ceremony. You will notice there's some language up top about like, if you're listening to us for the first time, or I'm like this and Kristen is like this. So it's kind of meant to serve as an episode that anyone can listen to, not just fans or people who've listened before. Uh, Also, this was recorded before they even announced the inductors, so we don't have that knowledge during this conversation. But anyway, I hope you enjoy this very special episode. Vulture. My name is Joe Quazala. And it's me, Kristen Studdard. We are the hosts of a podcast called Who Cares About the Rock Hall, which is a podcast that somehow is entirely about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It is mind it's a mind-blowing feat. Uh and if you have never listened to our podcast before, the premise is that I uh, am obsessed with this weird institution and have been for a long time and seemingly know everything about it. Uh, And my friend Kristen here is not. I do not care about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Some might say I actively dislike it. However, over time, and some might say Stockholm Syndrome, Mm -hmm. I have grown to my knowledge and dare I say, appreciation? Maybe tolerance. Tolerance, yeah. I would say I've developed a tolerance for whatever this is. Right, yeah. And we've been doing this for close to a year at this point. Wow. Uh, One whole year of my life (laughs) dedicated to this patriarchal institution. And, you know, I I obviously came in as an expert, but uh, you have been, you have blossomed, and I don't know, or maybe it's more of a decay, into... (laughs) Into a an expert yourself, you you know probably more. I am than a me. begrudging, <laughs> begrudging expert, a begrudging burgeoning expert in the rock hall. Right, I think that's uh, the perfect way to describe it. It really is. Uh, so we are going to talk about this year's class of inductees of 2019. Uh, and we are going Some to more. <laughs> yeah, we, if you have listened to us uh, or if you choose to listen to our back catalog, we have covered these inductees uh, over and over inside and out. Uh, Ooh, baby, <laughs> we have talked about them. So um, we are going to talk about them and specifically uh, rank them in terms of how important their induction is to the hall as an institution and 
how important it is to them as artists. Who does the hall need and who needs the hall? Yes. That's that's how I'm thinking of it. Uh, and before we get into it, I think we should just acknowledge that overall, we like this class quite a bit. This, especially in comparison to last year's class, which mm-hmm. I uh, was my introduction to this whole stupid thing uh-huh. um, uh, especially in comparison I think that this class is much more interesting and actually reflects more music that I like and mm-hmm. am interested in uh, versus music that maybe my dad or grandfather uh, sure. like or, in, or are interested in yeah and there's uh, so we are ranking things but I did want to just kind of make the caveat that overall we think these artists have uh, a lot of merit and there's a there's a variety of styles and eras present here that is interesting and makes for a good uh, and satisfying induction class. Yeah, there's really no major dud in this class, even even with the inclusion of Def Leppard. <laughs> like, right. I don't think they're a huge dud. They're a surprise Mm-mm. in some, not a surprise, they're like an expansion of what we think of as, you know, Hall worthy. Oh yeah. boy. <laughs> sure. Well, and we'll, we'll get into that. Let's yeah. let's just go through the inductees, and we'll do it alphabetically. Uh, and that takes us to the the first artist, The Cure, who became eligible for the 2004 class, had been nominated in 2012, and had not been on the ballot again until 2019. This year, when they got in, uh, and we have them ranked in terms of importance for the hall, four out of seven, and in terms of them, five. Out of seven, so we have keeping the, it middle ground, kind for of the in most the middle. Part. Although that's maybe a little misleading because I do think this is an important uh, induction for the hall. This is Joe's biggest snub. Yes, this was Joe's biggest snub for many years. He thought that they've been eligible since when? Twenty four, two thousand four. Yeah, and I and the reason for that is I just I feel like they really have everything you could want in an induction. An inducted act. Sensitivity. Big hair. <laughs> they have, and, and by that I mean, and we have a lot of categories, uh, we. I have categories yeah, that you we have discuss. you have categories, yes. <laughs> uh, that we, in, a, in, in an attempt to be objective about this kind of thing, which includes... Do they have classic albums? Do they have uh, recognizable songs? Do they have critical acclaim, commercial success? Uh, do they have longevity? Uh, or were they influential? Those are the main categories. Uh, and I just feel like The Cure uh, has does very well in all of those categories. My main categories are, do I like them? Do I know them? <laughs> do I have a specific memory with this right. of, of, from my lifetime with this band's mm-hmm. music? Yeah, you, you come in with, with the personal. Yeah, I'm right on here. I'm, I'm all about that subjectivity. And why, why I think this is an important induction for the hall is because it represents... Uh, a whole genre that the hall has ignored for a long time. At this point, if the hall had been kind of doing its job correctly, the cure would already be in. Ooh, correctly. Yeah. I mean, if, well, if you think about it, the hall uh, has ignored British new wave slash post-punk bands like the cure, like the Smiths, like Depeche Mode, like Joy Division, New Order, uh, there's no one from that era has been represented. And you would think by this 
time, you know, 2019, we should be past this genre already. We should be starting to clear. We should be getting into the grunge inductees. And, and we have. And we already did that. We like skipped over New Wave. Exactly. We've already inducted Green Day. We've already inducted Nirvana. We've already inducted Pearl Jam. Uh, and yet we have not inducted these New Wave bands. That's exactly. your point? Yes, okay. that's the point is that we kind of skipped over I them. See. So this is a good uh, thing for the hall in that it indicates that the rest of those bands are on the way. This is it. They're opening up the tributary. The new wave uh, gates are open, open and here and we come. Here comes the flood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Here comes the flood. Is that a They Might Be Giants album? Flood is flood. a They Might Be uh, oh. Giants album. Maybe here comes they the could flood, ride that new wave uh, Peter Gabriel song. Tribute. Oh, well, he's there's a lot of there's a lot of flood songs out there in the world. Uh, Now, in terms of the cure caring about this induction. uh, Oh, yeah. What do they think? They're British. They're a British band. So we have a few British. We have mostly British bands in this induction class. And then American women. Yes, correct. (laughs) Uh, And we have uh, found that the hall is a very American institution that can confound our British friends. Uh, now, I don't think The Cure are really... They can confound our British friends. I think so. Oh, what is this <laughs> yeah. hall? It's so long. It's so, <laughs> I can't this... find any... Well, where's the, where's the loo in this hall? <laughs> yes. Um, okay, they're very... They're confused. But they're I think, confounded, I'm sorry. But The, the Cure uh, have indicated that they will play, although they did seem to make some demands uh, in order to show up. Yeah, they wanted a throne. They well, wanted to be knighted. Well, what they wanted... Is Robert Smith a knight? Robert? No, no oh. way. Are you kidding me? Can you imagine the queen knighting Robert Smith? Yeah, she'd have to really put her sword up very high very to get high over his hair. hair. Otherwise, she's, she's slicing some of those strands. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, so as we know, uh, a lot of members of The Cure are already being inducted, including, and this was apparently Robert Smith's... Uh, conditions he said you need to induct reeves gabriel's their guitar player who joined in 2012 the height of the cures <laughs> yeah, of their career career <laughs> so i guess you know they don't care enough like if they I, the story the rumor i guess i should say is that if the hall said no way reeves gabriel's wasn't even on any album and he joined seven years ago that the cure would have said, well, we don't really care. We're not going to show up. Wow. But it seems like they will play, so they do care, and they, they seem to have indicated online that the it's a thing that they are acknowledging, but also, you know, they're making demands. Uh, with the, well, they have a long flight, you know? Yeah, and if they're sure. going to take that flight, they should get to bring Reeves Gabriels with them. Why not? And also, you know my stance, induct everyone who was ever in the band. And another thing that is good for the hall that has not really gotten a lot of press, but with The Cure, one of the members, uh, Pearl Thompson, who now goes by Pearl Thompson, is potentially the first, if not one of the first, non-binary inductees. That's cool. Yeah. I think that's something that's interesting, and I haven't seen it get a lot of press. And I know Pearl is uh, a pretty private person, and mm-hmm. uh, that's probably why. But I think that is an interesting uh, part about their induction. And that'll be cool and good for the broadcast as well. I mean, I just think it'll be good for the Hall audience, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, the uh, uh, Hall know. audience that we're assuming is a mostly... White and male and older. Why would we assume that? Yeah, it's a wild assumption, but yeah. 
Uh, let's talk about Def Leppard. Oh, right. Who got in on their first ballot. Uh, but they've been eligible since 2005. And we are ranking them in terms of the importance for the hall at dead last at seven. Yeah. And importance for them at three. Yeah. I, I feel like the hall... Yeah, the hall doesn't need Def Leppard, but I de- I think that the power dynamic is much more in favor of Def Leppard needing the hall. Mm-hmm. Def Le- because it legitimizes them. It legitimizes yes, sure. them as a hard rock band and not a hair band, mm-hmm. Even- which they've been unfairly kind of lumped in with those groups, but yeah, if Def Leppard doesn't get into the hall, they did something wrong. What do you, you mean? You know what I mean? Like, if... The Hall did something wrong or Def Leppard Def did Leppard something? did something wrong. Like, if if after their whole career doesn't end with them getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it's like, you guys, you guys screwed up. This was... By that, I mean, this was a layup. Yeah, I guess to me, it is so easy to write Def Leppard off. It would be so easy to be like, why would you put Def Leppard in the hall? They're 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 a hair metal band. They don't matter. They're mm-hmm. of a time when of like cock rock and they're kind of, you know, they could be written off as corny. You yeah, know? for sure. To them, it's it's legitimizing, although they are British. So it does dock them a few points because I do think they are kind of like... Where's the loo? Yeah, a little, a little <laughs> confounded, and they have also publicly. Some of them have said, like, uh, "What is this bloody thing?" Not, no? not, <laughs> not exactly. Uh, but they've been uh, kind of lukewarm. I know. Uh, there's, a, there, I don't know if you know. There's a member of uh, Def Leppard named Phil Collin. What singular? <laughs> but not the drummer. Please, not no. the drummer. Okay. Uh, but he has been. Uh, he has, I think, said in interviews that like. Are there any, like, they're just doing all the rock bands that are left. That was kind of his Oh, he could opinion. feel the cleanup aspects. I think of, so. Uh, of but Joe, Joe Elliott has been a little more uh, excited about it. Uh, and they are also a band that in the past when they've been, because they've been looked over for a while. You know, they've, this is 14 years of eligibility at this point. Did you consider them a snub at all? Yeah, I do think they're snub, just given that their impact, I mean, they were very, very popular band, and they had two, like, definitively classic albums with Pyromania and Hysteria, and just songs that definitely endure, you know? Yeah, I just, I mean... Our our former guest Patrick Fabian will be very annoyed that I'm about to say this, but uh, I just think that Bon Jovi is what led to this. I feel like, in a sense, the my, populist yeah. kind of they had a lot of hits. They are the populist choice this year, yeah. without a doubt. Like ran away with a fan vote. This is like the people's choice, right? Which I think also makes Def Leppard feel good. But again, in terms of the hall, it's not really moving the needle. Like you said, Bon Jovi. I think Def Leppard is kind of Bon Jovi done right. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, but I there's feel bands like they're like pretty Van equivalent. Halen and Guns N' Roses and Bon Jovi. And this just kind of fits within that hard yeah, rock genre. Definitely. So in terms of the hall, it's not that exciting or new. Because it's, you know, it's kind of same old, same old. Not saying they don't deserve induction, but uh, it's in terms of their own. Yeah, I guess if Van Halen is in, Def Leppard should be in. That's insane that, I mean, like not insane, but to me, those are pretty equivocal bands. Mm -hmm. And in the past, they have acted like they don't care. 
when they were getting passed over. But oh, as yeah, soon, like, oh, who cares? We don't care. But we're as soon as here. they're in, the story changes to oh, what an honor. Thank you. Uh, let's move Where's on. <laughs> let's move on to Janet Jackson, who was eligible in 2008. And this was her third time on the ballot. She was previously nominated in 2016, 2017. Uh, in terms of the Hall's importance, we're putting her at the top. Number one, in terms of uh, the importance to her, we're putting her at about a four, like right in the middle. Right in the middle. So this is, for the hall, crucial. This is extremely important uh, in terms of inclusion and representation, not just of, you know, that she's a woman and she's a person of color, but also genre-wise for R&B and pop. These are things that... The hall needs to and has recognized, but in the past few years, it's been a little bit of a dark era. And her inclusion... Or a white era. Yeah, more <laughs> more accurately, a, a white era. Uh, but her inclusion is important not only for what it means now, but what it means for the future. Because with her induction, we know that this can happen and th- that the hall can recognize this type of music she can and this open type of the tributary for my girl Whitney <laughs> uh. Whitney and you know so many it's Janet is the first uh, living black woman to be inducted since 2012 wow and so I mean we've seen artists like Donna Summer and Nina, Nina Simone, Simone and Sister Rosetta Tharp mm-hmm. uh, but it's kind of it should be embarrassing for the hall that the black women they've inducted for the past seven years uh, have all passed. Yeah, get it together, hall. Well, I mean, I mean yeah, they are. So this that's was why my. This is really I mean, good. this was my number one. <laughs> this oh, of is course. my number one most uh, wanted of the nominees this year. This was who I wanted to get in the absolute most because, first of all, I knew we were going to the induction, and I really want to see her perform. D- do you think she'll perform? I'm not sure. I think it's a fifty-fifty. Uh, just and I, I say that because of the production value for most of the performance we've seen Janet do seems to be at a level that the hall because you've seen uh, a lot of inductions at this point yeah uh, yes I have I have forced Kristen to watch nearly all I mean all the induction ceremonies of the past eight years oh just over 24 hours of my life probably has been <laughs> spent long. watching and discussing. They are not short. They're they, extremely the long. The shortest one was an hour and a half. Right. And that was just because of how they edited it, not because yep. of how long the ceremony was. <laughs> but because of the performances we've seen, uh, usually the production aspect is not to the standard of what Janet is used to. So it's a question if she's willing to uh, bring down the production value for the ceremony or... Uh, just not perform at all if there's a tribute performance. We really don't know at this at this point. It'd be so interesting if there was a tribute performance to someone who is currently like touring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that it seems really it's, it's weird. It, it'd be atypical, but it it uh, it's happened before. Mad- oh, really? Madonna, who was there and accepted her award, did not play at her induction. Who did her her tribute performance was the Stooges. <gasps> And it was Iggy Pop and the Stooges right. doing Burning Up and then doing Ray of Light. And what? it was it was cool. I like it because it's interesting. Cool. And it was also a cool move because at that point, the Stooges were not in. Oh, wow. And then they got in two years later. But it was a cool move. And there's like a Michigan connection there. 
That's uh, pretty cool. So there might be something, I mean, I doubt... Some Gary, a, Indiana artist will... <laughs> I doubt a rock band. I mean, that would be kind of cool, but it would also... I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see Janet perform. I would too, truly. But, I mean, and, but this also ties into uh, how we think Janet feels about yeah. this induction. We're kind of putting her in the middle because I do think it is meaningful to her to be kind of accepted into this boys club and to be, I mean... Has her, she said anything publicly about it? Very little. I think her... She's very private. I think her official Twitter has uh, acknowledged the nomination and maybe the fan vote and then maybe one or two things after the announcement of the induction, but very little. Now, and I, I said it's a boys club. You also have to remember most, if not all, of Janet's brothers are in the hall. So there's also wow. There's Who's the one that's thing. not? <laughs> I think Ra- Randy. Aww. I think who joined the Jackson Five like kind of later in the uh, in the career of the Jackson Five. And they didn't let him in. I don't think uh, so. I think they let in like the classic. Uh, you know how I feel. Just induct them all. <laughs> induct them all. If they were on, if they ever performed with them, if they were a roadie, let them in. Okay. I don't care. Obviously, going uh, way beyond what is acceptable for us. Oh wow. <laughs> Joe's getting upset. But I just the truth stood up is, and I threw my papers. I do not care. Let them all in. The hall is not a real thing. It is an ephemeral well, institution. It is a real thing, and you'll be going to the induction. And yes, you have to I ask mean, yourself like, how many. You have to ask yourself how many uh, acceptance speeches do you? Oh yeah, roadies hear? don't get any speeches though. That's they get to they get to set up the podium. So for that's that's speeches. the thing you have to reconcile. You want all these people in, but you do not want to hear them ex- have <laughs> I, acceptance speeches. I do not. I so think maybe that one person you. should be elected to speak for the whole band (laughs) um i also so it's it's hard to tell if she's going to care uh because like she is being included and we talked about how her inclusion matters but also it's like kind of a stuffy organization and she's very cool and like would she really even care i want her to show up and i want there to be dancers (laughs) there are never dancers at these rock hall performances that's why i wonder about the performance i've never ever seen and i have now watched six Induction seven. You watched eight total. Oh my god! Yeah, I must have blocked some of them out. Well, you also watched one last, the one from last year. Oh yeah. I'm well, that. I've watched a lot of inductions, and I have never seen a single dancer. Mm-hmm. I have seen some really awkward offbeat clapping from the but, backup singers. From the backup singers, but I have never seen any dancers. This is a. Uh, I mean, this is also on just another feather in Janet's cap. She's got a lot of uh, accolades this year alone. She got a Icon Award at the Billboard Awards, and she's got a few other. Usually they're they're called icon awards, so I think this one would matter, but it might just kind of be another drop in the pond. Throw it on the pile of trophies, baby. I'm back. (laughs) Let's move on to Radiohead, who were eligible uh, in 2018 last year, and this was their second ballot. And Joe was incredibly surprised when they did not get inducted last year. Yes. So, and we rank them as uh, number two in terms of importance for the hall, and dead last uh, in terms of importance for them. Yeah. So, Yes, I was I was very shocked that they did not get in last year because this is, you know, there there is an elite group of artists who are first year eligible. The FYEs. We call them FYEs on our podcast. God, Um, yes, we do. And, you know, that Radiohead is 
the perfect FYE, you know, a, a band that gets in as soon as they're eligible. Critical darlings, commercial success. Super successful commercially and critically have not put out a dud album, have been around have for 25 years, you know, and they have kept going. They've never broken up. Uh, they're super influential. Their uh, music, they changed kind of the course of music and alt rock and york went electric <laughs> but like electronic yeah york went electronic but like they are just so so hugely important in addition to being a super popular band that everybody knows and how often do you get a rock band that's like that this is probably the last rock band that it kind of represents that. You don't think Imagine Dragons one day? You know, be- <laughs> we'll have to see how their career goes. You're right. You're uh, right. No, I, yeah, I just think they should have gotten in as soon as they're eligible. Who else gets to, who is left that is in that tier uh, of artistry in rock? And the fact that they didn't get in last year indicates that there's something broken with the process of induction for the hall and if they didn't get in again a second year it almost makes it seem like it's irreparable and so the fact that those are really like that is big talk you know like the system is broken and if radiohead doesn't get in on their second ballot then it's irreparable well then like it, it makes you wonder what's what's going on i mean they did get in their second year so it's like okay there is hope because if you look at the inductees that got in over Radiohead last year, Dire Straits, The Cars, The Moody Blues, Moody bon, Blues Jovi, bon Jovi, you you think, okay, is this institution stuck in the past? And they, can they not rec- Can they no longer oh, recognize? I was like, Joe, I have an answer for you. <laughs> but with Radiohead's induction, the answer is a little different. It's and like that's why mostly. I think it's so important. I guess important. the answer is mostly right. So there is hope. That because with 20, 2018, it seemed like, oh, are they not going to ever be able to acknowledge newly eligible artists? Will they not be able to understand music that came out in the 90s? It's a weird uh, thing. So the fact that Radiohead was able to get in this year means that there is hope. And these artists that aren't just dinosaur rock classic rock bands can get in and let's let's of course talk about what the induction means to radiohead we put them dead last because not a dang thing they've been pretty open and you might say that their openness uh in terms of how they don't care maybe resulted in them got not getting in last year that's Joe's theory. Joe's theory is that last year, because they were definitely not going to perform, they said, we have a gig in, in South Brazil America. Or, or South America yeah. somewhere, and we are just, we got to do that. So we're we already committed. We don't care. And then they were asked what they think about it, and they were just kind of like, they seemed confused. They were like, we don't really understand. Confounded, it's an, I Yeah. <laughs> a, that British, uh, yeah, confusion. Um, Where's the loop? So they were, yeah, in an article, an interview, I believe, with Rolling Stone. Very open about, we don't really know. This year. Last year. So what I mean is, uh, I think that's what might have infected, infected, affected the uh, results and why they didn't get in last year. Maybe. But yeah, we, we, we don't think they're going to show up. Tom York said, gave some very terrible excuse for why he's not 
probably going to come this year. Yeah, he... He, he helped with an opera that's going to be in the UK nine days after the abduction, acting as though he's going to, like, take a boat to Yeah, it takes England. a long time <laughs> yeah. to get from England to Yeah, if you're, on, if you're York, via boat. There's uh, no direct way. It just really seems like they don't care. And well, it's like, and, and I remember reading a quote where he basically was like, I mean, I guess someone tried to explain it to me and say it was kind of like the Oscars. And I guess I understand that a little bit, but I don't know. I guess they could put us in. He's like, You're, we'll allow you to induct us. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, which, in is, which is a, a step above the Sex Pistols who uh, sent a letter saying, uh, fuck you. Uh, so in... in in this year, they are dead last in terms of what this means to them, uh, but not in terms of all the uh, inductees of all time. They're not dead last. The Sex Pistols <laughs> definitely take that. Do you think they're maybe second to last as far as of all time, like caring yeah, the least maybe. about getting inducted? Could be. Uh, yeah. I, and also just the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame just seems like the least Radiohead type thing I could think of. Yeah. Just when you think about Radiohead and what they are, it just really doesn't... But boy, I would love it if they would have performed. We but still they, don't the know. The thing about them is that they would want to perform no less than an hour and a half. <laughs> I <laughs> right. cannot see them agreeing to just, you know, do three songs and get off the stage. We fully uh, intend uh, or expect for this induction to be a video package. Someone gives a speech and then uh, that person accepts on their behalf and then there's no performance. Yeah. We could be surprised. We don't really know what's going to happen at this point, but that's what we expect. Let's move on to Roxy Music, an artist that was eligible in 1998. This was their first ballot and we ranked them in terms of importance for the hall number three and in terms of for them, we put them second to last at six. Roxy Music was not super popular in America mm-hmm. And based on the past few years, you might think an artist needs to be super popular in America to get in the hall. So this is showing that that and it's demonstrating that that does not have to be the case. And you could classify Roxy Music as a critics band versus a people's band. And we don't have a ton of examples of that type of inductee. So this is a good sign for, uh, you know, a lot of the more... The more uh, critics es- bands, esoteric bands, I guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe the more challenging bands challenging that have bands, a yeah. great career with really great music that maybe isn't songs over six minutes, you know, mm-hmm. out concept albums, yeah, uh, you know, versus a Def Leppard, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that is, uh, you know, versus the kind of populist streak that we've seen recently is a very welcome thing to see. Now, in in Joe's categories, um, his final category that is, does my mom know them? Has my mom heard of this band? Right. That is our fun category. And that's, but that's kind of the populist angle. Yes, for sure. That's what takes into account their popularity. You know, their, Mm -hmm. their, um, how known are they to to the general public? Our mothers. is often the most important category and was it your has your mom ever heard of roxy music do you think? i think she's heard of roxy music but maybe and if i told her love is the drug she'd be like okay i know that but it's not as you know snap your fingers clear as some of the other artists i think if i if i texted my mom and said have you heard of roxy do you know the band roxy music she would probably send me back I think so? Question mark. Like, was that that uh, <laughs> that movie with Meryl Streep where she played a rocker? Was her name Roxy Music? 
Uh, is that Jem's backup band? <laughs> right. Jem <laughs> and the Roxy Music? So I think it's important for the Hall, but uh, in terms of them, we don't really know. Again, they're another British band who you know could probably take it or leave it. We know that Brian Eno... Uh, is he coming? Is not coming, and oh. tr- and it seems truly does not care. Yeah, uh, well, of course he doesn't. He's Brian Eno. Yeah, I think it's he just doesn't have to care. He's <coughs> we, he's if, floating in a sound bath somewhere. If we take his opinion as representative of the rest of the band, and I do mean he's physically like floating on on music waves, on like notes in the air. and yeah. sound waves. Yeah, I mean, so it seems like. You know, Roxy Music doesn't even have like a any social media account, so we don't really know as a band how they. That is so cool. Yeah, <laughs> I think Brian Ferry has acknowledged it, and it seems like you know we could see a reunion of this band. You know, they haven't played together in a while, and that could be that could be cool. Uh, yeah, but do you think they'll play? I think they might. Yeah, I know because Brian Ferry still plays, uh, and I think he still plays Roxy Music songs. I don't see why not, uh, but. We don't know at this point. I could see it I happening. I hope they play. Gosh, who's going to play at this right. induction yeah, so yeah, yeah. far? Def Leppard. It's going to be Def Leppard and The Cure <laughs> like, trading songs back crazy. and forth. Um, yeah. Let's move on to Stevie Nicks, who was eligible in 2007. And this was her first ballot. We ranked her uh, importance for the hall at number five. So this is her first ballot. So that's what we call FYN. She's yes, first, first year, year nominated. nominated. Uh, which is a distinction uh, that is dubious. <laughs> you know, it's a distinction that's I mean, interesting. Her and Def Leppard are both and first Roxy ballot. Music. And Roxy are all Roxy's first ballot. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and so it doesn't. It's not doesn't mean the same thing as uh, Fye because yeah. that that is like an elite group. You sometimes the and often the FYN group just means they had been not on the ballot for so long that by the time they finally got there, it seemed like they were overdue. Or but they might die any day. So it, <laughs> we it's, better get you know, it. It's sometimes it's bands like Chicago or the Moody Blues where it's like they maybe they should have been inducted ten or fifteen years ago and like oh they're finally here let's throw them in. Uh, whereas it might have taken more ballots, you know, decades ago. So Stevie Nicks, we ranked as number five in terms of importance for the Hall and number two in terms of importance for them. So the headline here is that Stevie Nicks is the first double inductee uh, woman. There have been double inductees in the past, like a Jimmy D-I-W. Page. Oh, excuse me? <laughs> a D.I.W., a double inductee woman. Right. Uh, don't Google that. No, please don't. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, Eric Clapton's been inducted three times, Jeff Beck, Jimmy Page, Rod Stewart. There've been a lot of men, Curtis Mayfield, Clyde McFadder, who have been inducted twice or multiple times. And Stevie's the first woman. So that is, and that's why she's not, uh, you know, she's kind of in the middle. We give her points for that in terms of importance for the hall, uh, but and she was very high on the fan vote as well, right? Correct. She was, yeah. Was she number two? She was number two. Okay. This is good for the hall. You know, we're giving her points because you know more women inducted is good. But yeah, also, we're very pro more women in the hall. But also, is this more woman or is this the same woman? Like she's already been in- inducted. 
You know what I mean? With Fleetwood Mac. With Fleetwood Mac. And the so, big theory here is that many people, when they heard that Stevie Nicks was not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, were like, what? Stevie Nicks is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Not realizing, yes, she is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a part of Fleetwood Mac. Mm-hmm. Her most, you know, some notable. would say her most notable and, you know. Important. And important and best work. Yes. You know. Right. Yeah, that's because that's what we listen. Stevie Nicks is an icon and a queen and uh, a, <laughs> She's a legend queen with a Q and with a K. <laughs> yeah, all <laughs> all types of uh, queens and uh, good. She's a witches. witch with an I yeah. and a Y. Uh. But uh, her speaking of dubious, her solo career achievement, artistic is edge of seventeen. So it, you you can you name three Stevie Nicks solo songs that aren't a duet? Edge of Seventeen. Right. Are you done? And then um, her half of Stop Dragging My Heart Around. I said but no like, duets. She just does I said half no duets. It. But if she just sings both parts, maybe she could sing both parts. That'd be cool. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, she will probably play that at the induction with somebody. Um, but my point was that like, then there's like stand back, oh, yeah, which, stand is, back. That's which is a, bop. a solo I like hit, that song. but then beyond that, I, mean, I don't know if it's a bop, honestly, it's good though. I like that song. Stand back. But in terms of songs that people know just from the solo career, That's there's two. That's the, pretty good. No, it's not. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's Hall of Fame. And then, you know, she had some, uh, famous duets, you know, with Tom Petty, Stop Dragging My Heart Around and with Don Henley, Leather and Lace. Wait, excuse me? You know, you would know. Sing it. Leather and lace. I I can't. How this is for vulture. I'm sorry. How does it go? Uh, Please, uh, we'll, we won't cut. The, we'll cut this. How does it go? That one. It's like uh, oh, no, forever. Leather and lace. Oh, I didn't know that song. Down down in a mountain, mountain, face to face. Me. Oh, see, yeah. yeah. Now Wait. Wait, but what on earth? I did not know that was called leather and lace, or even that the words. I thought leather and lace. No, I was like, uh, I thought it was called like some my my city, your mountain, right? Yeah, I think that is the the only words I know from that. So that is Stevie and Don. That's a great song. Okay, leather and lace. I didn't know it. So there's just not a lot of recognizable songs in Stevie's solo career. And you you wonder if her solo career on its own is a hall worthy induction, and there's there's questions there. You know how I feel. Put her in. I just think put her in. She's important. She's iconic. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It does not. Uh, it doesn't diminish the hall. It doesn't diminish anything for her to be right. in because people do like and respect her mm-hmm. as an artist in her own right, and that's okay. So yeah, put so her in. we're putting her kind of in the middle in terms of importance for the hall because that double inductee thing is good. Yeah, and, and that's also, historic. Also, Stevie Nicks is having a renaissance as far as as what like witch culture coming back sure. in a big way. Uh-huh. It's like she is, you know, she's on people's you know, pop culture prayer candles and stuff. Yeah. I think it's great that she's being inducted. I used to be like 
lukewarm about it, but I actually genuinely think it's awesome now. And you know who else thinks it's awesome? Stevie Nicks. Does she? I mean, we we put her number two in terms of what it means to her, and I think she is really well because she has come to many induction ceremonies before. Yes. She's performed on other people's tribute performances. Mm-hmm. Yes, she's around. And you know how often does Stevie Nicks get? Uh, honored for her solo career almost never so i think this is something really meaningful to her and she has said as much so cool to see her in that room full of people that she came up with you know Mm -hmm. getting her own spotlight i'm yeah i'm here for it she's been pretty public with the gratitude and i think this was an unexpected recognition like i said a rare one for her solo career uh and i think it i think it fills her with joy and i you know what if that's if that's enough it makes stevie happy it makes me happy it's enough for us yes Um, okay, now let's move on to the last artist, the Zombies. Yeah. Who uh, became eligible in 1990, and this is their fourth ballot, having been nominated in 2014, 2017, and 2018. We ranked them towards the... Wait, when did they become eligible? 1990. Okay, so it took... Nearly 30 years. For them to get in, and it took even like 25 years for them to get nominated even. Yes, correct. Okay, wow. So we we ranked them towards the bottom of uh, importance for the hall, but they are number one in terms of importance for them. Yeah. And even though they're British, and sometimes the British bands don't uh, really understand what the hall <laughs> is. Confounded. They're confounded. Uh, the zombies have never been recognized. They've never really received any accolades at all. You know, they didn't even really... I mean, they were not recognized in person for years in yes. the beginning of their career. People didn't know what they looked like. And literally, yeah, and literally a band uh, of imposters yeah. uh, toured as them. They did not get to enjoy their own success. They had broken up, which was why that band got to... That fake band got yeah. to exist. They had broken up before they even had any commercial success uh, with their landmark album odyssey and oracle time of the season became a huge hit and they were already they thought they were already done so they had broken up so the zombies have had nothing like this before which is like a real recognition of what they achieved and to them it is very clear on their social media and the interviews they've given they have the opposite of a roxy music social media they have an active you know Mm -hmm. uh Super positive, super positive, engaged social yes, media. Presence. Absolutely, and you know we're very involved in you know, getting the vote out for the fans and talking about their nomination. And then with their induction, they're still they just seem super jazzed. And I think it's very uh, cute. One thing that I, I have come to appreciate in my begrudging exposure to this, uh, what do we call it? Uh, to to the hall in general mm-hmm. one of uh, one thing that i've come to appreciate is i do really like it when it means something to the people who are being inducted right it is so it is so nice when it is meaningful uh and when you see that people truly, they do think it is an honor. They do feel, you know, recognized and honored by this institution. Mm-hmm. And that's really, I think it's probably going to be a very sweet induction of the zombies. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, I think it's worth mentioning often even bands that seem like they're too cool for it when they are face-to-face with their induction at the ceremony and all this stuff that is happening in tribute to them, 
they uh, sometimes, despite uh, themselves, are moved. And it really, it, 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 they, Maybe in the moment. Maybe that's why Eno won't come. Because he knows He's it'll make Eno cry. cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it does, I mean, it, it really does, uh, and that's what I think, that's why, one of the many reasons why, and one of the top reasons why I really like these induction ceremonies is because you do see, get to see people acknowledge and you can see that it really, it means something to them. Yeah, that is about 10% of the ceremony. And then maybe 20% is like good speeches and performances. And then the remaining th- 70% is like, wow. The like, yeah. Is the chaff. Mm-hmm. Is the chaff. And at the performances. Yeah. Some perform. No, some of the performances are great and some of them are just. It's kind of down the middle in terms of when they're great and when they're just like serviceable. Yeah. Uh, serviceable that is an accurate uh, description (laughs) of some of the performances Mm -hmm. at these inductions Uh, but we rank them pretty low in terms of the importance for the hall because this they're clearing out the 60s clearing out the 60s baby the the zombies are kind of i mean i don't know who else they have to who else needs to be inducted from that era from that era not many i mean especially of british invasion bands yeah, i mean they really we've seen every other group from that era Deep get Purple, in were they british yeah yeah they were british yeah. i mean they were a little bit later uh, than the zombies in british invasion they're just but even all in. even groups like the hollies which you don't i mean which are great and have a lot of hits but they were a British invasion band that's like kind of second tier after, you know, the Beatles and the Stones and the Who and the Kings. Wow. So this is it. Yeah. I mean, like it's we do like we said with all these inductees, we're generally pretty happy. I'm also not and, mad about the zombies no. because they still tour and they still perform. So they're mm-hmm. going to do a good job. Yeah. They, so they will have nice. a good performance. It will be serviceable at worst. Right. You and know, I think and it, probably, probably good, good at best. Uh. Yeah, and it's just in terms of the hall, it's not moving the needle, but it's nice that they fi- they finally recognize this group. So that's good. Doesn't mean anything, I think, for the future of the hall. It's probably it's oh my the gosh, end of the past of the hall. For the future of the hall, <laughs> I don't think no. So. <laughs> but uh, this is like it is what you think it is. Like mm-hmm. you hear that the zombies are getting it, just like doubles down on your impression of what you think mm-hmm. the hall is. Exactly. Uh, so those are the inductees. That's the word. There you go. Those are the inductees of 2019. Like we said, a good crop, uh, a good group with a you know different eras and different genres, and we will be in attendance of the ceremony. Uh, oh my gosh! In in just a few weeks, so that'll be. Yeah, Exciting. I get to see all the stuff that I that they cut out of those three and a half hour induction yeah, ceremonies you get the, that they air. The full five. The full five hour. Um, well, thank you so much for listening, and thank you to Vulture for hosting us. Uh, yeah. If you want to listen to us, Who Cares About the Rock Hall is available where you get your podcasts. If you want to email us, rockhallpod at gmail.com mm-hmm. and at rockhallpod on Twitter. Yeah, we like to hear from people. Uh, Reach out. Thanks again. Uh, I'm Joe Quazala. I'm Kristen Stuttered. Take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.